Wait. Give me some mic checks about where you'll be talking. Hello? I'm here. Is that where you're talking? Uh, probably here. All right, keep talking. Hey, how's it going? Keep going. We just got out of the warehouse. We're here over at the... Hey there. Just got out of the warehouse. Drunk a lot of whiskey. <laughs> Pretty much shit-faced, but things are good. At this point in time... I thought you were spinning, my, though. Sitting back my buddy Emerald right, here. Hey everyone, today's guests are pretty special. If you've been in the bourbon game long enough, you're going to know the name Reed and Emerald. If an old will ever pops up for sale that these guys picked, and one did a few weeks ago on the forums, you're looking at a clean, almost maybe three to $4,000 for that bottle. These guys are that good. They've been around a long time and are part of the barrel picking group 1789B, which most people might have heard of if you've been around here even a short while. Not to mention, they're also part of the barrel pick that we did at Wild Turkey back on episode 105. This week's iTunes review shout out goes to someone who looks like they probably had a hard time picking out a username because he or she is going by the name Holy Crap Nicknames. Best bourbon chatter out there, full stop. Look forward to hearing the twang of the intro guitars every episode. Especially good for someone like me who's been into bourbon for a couple years but may not know all the nuances, history, and industry and the people but want to learn more. So thank you again for making that awesome iTunes review. Be sure to support the podcast by making those iTunes reviews if you haven't done so already. And before I forget, this might be the first time we've had a guest on the show that is also a Patreon supporter. So thank you, Reed, for doing that. And also, be like Reed. Go to patreon.com slash bourbonpursuit and support the show to receive cool swag like stickers, koozies, t-shirts, bourbon samples, and more. With that, enjoy this week's episode. From their bar to yours, Chad and Sarah of the popular YouTube channel It's Bourbon Night bring you their favorite at-home old-fashioned mix with the new Elemental Elixir's Golden Hour Syrup. It's a custom-made syrup with notes of bold black tea, warm spices, and orange zest. All you need is your favorite whiskey and ice. No bitters needed. One bottle makes 16 drinks, so that's only $1 a cocktail before you add your own whiskey. They can also be enjoyed in other cocktails or spirits, mocktails, coffee, tea, and anything you can think of. It's crafted locally in Lexington, Kentucky, and you can get your bottle now at whiskeyambitions.com. And they're off for another Get 270 2020 Unicorn Raffle. Your $20 ticket gives you not one, but two chances to win from our lineup of 20 Woodford Reserve treasures, including the grand prize, the rarest unicorn yet, the Woodford Reserve Kentucky Derby 150 Baccarat Edition. Only 150 bottles were made and is just like the one the Derby winning owner receives. Quit horsing around and get your $20 tickets now at give270.org. Charitable gaming license ORG 0002703. Ed Bly and Rising Tide Spirits are back again with a new release of Old Stubborn Bourbon. And this release of Old Stubborn is a premium hand marriage of 10, 11, and 12-year cask drink, barely filtered pot still bourbon. It comes in at a staggering 123.8 proof. And the flavoring grain for this one, which the last one was weeded, but this time it's now rye. Rich, sweet, and bold with a long finish that's sure to be another eye-opener. You can order online at Sealbox or TheBourbonConcierge.com and you can even purchase in person at Revival Vintage Spirits and even now with very few select stores in Kentucky. You can get it now while you can 
but be sure to do it because it's not going to last long. Do you ever pour yourself a bourbon, swirl it around, and then start struggling to come up with tasting notes? And perhaps you're also looking for a good Father's Day gift idea. Well, you can now solve both with a kit from Nose Your Bourbon. And unlike other nosing kits on the market, Nose Your Bourbon kits feature real ingredients for the most authentic aromas. You can smell real Tahitian vanilla bean instead of some synthetic aroma that's just made from chemicals. So head on over to NoseYourBourbon.com and enter code BP10 for 10% off your order. Welcome back to another episode of the Bird Pursuit Podcast, the official podcast of bourbon. Uh, Ryan and me are sitting here. We just got done with a wild turkey barrel pick, which you, uh, it might be come after this. It might be come before this, uh, <laughs> yeah. in regards of the editing power that's going to take into it. But we, we took this opportunity and we said, you know, there's, there's some guys that are um, pretty heavy hitters, I guess you could say, when it comes to doing the barrel picking realm. And there's, it would do us a disservice if we didn't take the opportunity yeah. to be able to talk to you all. So shove a mic in their face and say, talk to us. Yeah, <laughs> right. Hello. Yeah. So we're, we're actually, uh, for anybody that's actually watching on video right now, we are in the old wild Turkey visitor center, right? So this is uh, with the original one that's been here for a uh, long, long time. This was before Burn was cool. Yeah, this I, was right. the visitor center. Back in the old days. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Not only that is, I mean, three years ago. Yeah. Three years ago. And when we walked in here, you, you even said, you said, Oh, I, I got that bottle that's a 1981 old, you know, wild turkey. I think I just, I think I saw it in your pocket. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so let's go ahead and good time to introduce our guests. So today we have Reed and Emerald, uh, and I'm not going to do a disservice of saying where you come from or anything. I want to kind of leave that up for you to talk about. So, uh, you know, I want to start over here. So Reed, go ahead and kind of give us your, uh, you know, your, your, your history and your story real quick. Uh, you know, I, again, I've been a, uh, I'm the old guy in the group. So, so, so first off, I guess we should probably talk about this. Uh, so how'd Reed, you get into bourbon? Well, let's, yeah, let's, let's talk about your last name here first. So if anybody doesn't know okay. Reed. It's Reed, it's Reed Bechtel. All right, Reed. Clifton, Virginia. And, uh, and, uh, I've been involved with what you would call the uh, better things in life for a lot of years. <laughs> things like cigars, good food. I'm a master barbecue judge for the uh, Kansas City Barbecue Society. So really things that, you know, look, it's not how long you live, it's how well you live because none of us know how long we're going to live. And, you know, with that is you just find a, try to find good people, nice folks to hang out with, live your life the right way. It's amazing the kind of people you run into. So in uh, bourbon... Cigars, barbecue seem to cover all those bases when you look for nice people that basically just really focus on things that make life better. How did bourbon become one of those, like you said, nicer things in life for you? Well, you know, again, it's uh, being the older guy. I've been involved with cigars and bourbon for 30 plus years. And, uh, you know, again, as you uh, you meet interesting people and you go on in life, you develop a better appreciation. You know, cigars, for instance. Uh, I was lucky enough to get into uh, illicit cigars many, many years ago. Is that like what Cubans? I mean, is that the, yeah, the, yeah, the, the, the cigars from South of Miami? Okay, you know, it's probably the probably illicit, the, okay, illicit cigars. But you know, in, in the days when things really, you know, people always like Cuban cigars, but they weren't the in thing. So you got in, and you would you buy a box of cigars for eighty bucks that sadly today sells for eight hundred, nine hundred dollars. And the same thing happened with bourbon. You got into bourbon, we'd go to the liquor store in Virginia where the Pappy 20 sat on the shelf because it was like 79 bucks and it was too much for anybody to spend, <laughs> right? And then all of a sudden it's like, well, hell, 
$1,500 isn't too much. That's a bargain for Pappy 20. So we were lucky. Being, I was lucky long. being older, getting in there, enjoying these things and picking things up. Uh, and I've always said that if I did as well with my hobbies as I did with my investments, I'd be a <laughs> whole lot better off in life because, you know, everything you do because you love it, you know, you do it with a passion and, you know, cigars and bourbon and all those things in life seem to really pay off in spades. And, uh, but the best part is the people, the cigars and the bourbon just serve as a catalyst to meet really great people like uh, this bandit over here. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds a good time to introduce you. Go ahead. So, <laughs> Emerald Adair, I'm out of Tucson, Arizona, and, and re-nailed it. I mean, it's I got into bourbon because of the folks. Yeah. And, and I, I have had, I've been very fortunate. I have met good folks like Reed and his adventures, uh, guys like Jim Cantrell, doing something real cool right now with uh, new launch vehicles. I've just been able to navigate through his really good times yeah. with good folks. And then that, that really <laughs> sums up how everything comes on, yeah. so comes together. So Greg, uh, Greg uh, Gilbert, who's not here with us today, another one of the guys from 1789B, good guy, never met him in my life. I'm stuck in D.C. for a couple of weeks. And he's like, you know what? Come have dinner. Next thing I know, go from having dinner with Greg to having dinner with Reed. And you meet this whole new world of folks. And I've just been fortunate to have enough travel, enough downtime to be able to meet folks that you would have never, ever in your world associated with. And when I got into this, it was something to do completely different than what I did with my, my career. You know, you get so involved in your career that that becomes everything in your life. I said, I got to do something different. And this became kind of just a hobby and passion. And the next thing I know, it's become became the thing of the focus of my life to enjoy these good people. And yeah. bourbon came with it. And we've been, you know, we have been blessed yeah. with stumbling across barrels that rolled on top of us and taste really good. <laughs> I, when, you, when you walk into some of these distilleries, and again, it goes back to relationships. You, you know the master distillers. You know the guy that knows the master distiller. They invite you down for something special like we, what we did today, yeah. whether that's this podcast or the one before or after. You know? yeah. <laughs> uh, There's a jab with us. <laughs> I totally get how this works. You meet these good folks. So you look at Ed Blay and you look at the crew he brought today and you guys are in the same crew. Yeah. Just good folks we get to meet and spend time with. You know, what brought us together? He's a, a glass nice guy. Of something. Yeah. That's right. That's right. <laughs> a glass yeah. of something that's really fun to drink, but really yeah. it's, it's well beyond this. And this just happens to be the pinnacle of, you know, not the pinnacle. It has to be the, the glue that brought us together initially, yeah. and then we grow while we beyond yeah. that. So it's just kind of, I've just, I look, <laughs> if I look back on my life now, I look like back on my life 30 years from now, if I'm still around, these are the things that made life good. Absolutely. So I, 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 what we have on the table right here, and we didn't really do it justice talking about it when we, when we started the show, but you've got your, your 1789B coins or yep. uh, what do you call them? Pog slammers. Like, I don't know what you call them. <laughs> so one of the guys that helps us was 1789B, Jake. Great guy out of Seattle. Military guy. He said, hey, you know what? We need something. Challenge coins. Challenge coins. Challenge coins. Challenge coins. Where's, who's buying <laughs> and he put these together. The guy is just nothing but a good soul. Another example of I land in Seattle. I was like, what do you mean you didn't call me? Yeah. Tomorrow night, we're having dinner. I'm going to beat everybody I know. We're going to have a good time and have dinner. I've never met half these folks. <laughs> They're all fans and or, uh, friends and family now. So he put these uh, coins together, just kind of a, hey, you know, we've got a copper version that's part of the group. And then once you make it a year, and what requires a year service you want to call it a service is you're part of the group you interact and you're part of this family so we have very very few that fall out <laughs> because it's just 
that's the kind of folks to come out of this industry. So we're up. It's a it's a blessing. So, so before I dive into it too much, I guess for anybody that's not familiar, uh, explain what 1789B is. And very the first off, <laughs> so uh, got just, started. Just, just to be able to kind of talk generally, like what, what it is, because I think anybody that's into bourbon knows who it is. But for those newbies out there, kind of explain yeah. what it is. 1789B started. You know, we were all you know. There's a lot of bourbon boards around, and I was involved with numerous bourbon boards and cigar boards. And uh, we had an incident one day where well, one of the bigger bourbon boards, you know, some of the newer guys came in and they were asking questions, you know, quite simple questions like, you know, you know, what should I buy? What should I do this? And the problem you get with a lot of the older bourbon guys is they they find that insulting. Right. And 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 it's instead of being welcoming to to people that come in, and I had an altercation with one of the uh, moderators <laughs> who said, well, if you don't like it, Start your own damn form. So, well, you know why not? Seventeen eighty nine B. So, and I was a, I had, we, had, I was part of a, uh, a, the origins of a cigar board. So when we started up, we said, look, it's got to be limited. It's not going to have fifteen thousand people. It has to be limited seventy people. We need the seventy best people we can get, and it has to be a gentleman's club, which means we're not talking politics and we're not talking religion. And if you do, you're out. And that's the way it is. And the rule of the club is that if your wife or your kids are looking over your shoulder at that screen, you would not be embarrassed. And that's mm-hmm. the basic fundamentals of 1789B. And we started off with bourbon being the catalyst. And it's evolved where it's it, it we talk just as much about cigars, cooking. I mean, there are wives say you guys are a bunch of pansies because the best <laughs> recipes that we have come, on our group. come from all these guys on the Ultimate board. Pinterest board. Yeah. And, right. <laughs> right. And, 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 and one of the rules of the group was, and it wasn't to buy barrels. It was funny. That came afterwards. And we started to buy barrels. And we got to know the guys in the early days, the, the Drew Coldsveins of Willett, that everybody was poo-pooing because he wasn't making his own whiskey. He was buying it. The Dave Perkins, same thing. He was buying his whiskey. We got to know these guys and 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 found them to be genuinely nice people. And one of the rules of our group is you can buy it, but you can't sell it. Give it away to friends. Give it away to family. Donate it to charity. But if you buy a barrel, and the problem we get into now is some of the original Reed and Emeralds, which we couldn't give away for $32, yeah. <laughs> are now like people will pay you five, $6,000 a bottle. For this stuff, and we get called. People I can't get my head wrapped around that at all. And, 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 and the difficult thing is, but no, you can't sell it. That's it. You want to donate it. We just had a member pass away, and we've set up a charity. We'll probably Tim. generate $40,000. The other thing we do is that for every bottle we have done, we donate money to, to no kill animal shelters. And to date, we've donated over $40,000. That's awesome. To no kill animal shelters. We have a guy, uh, Tom. Yeah. That is, he just goes around. We talk to animal uh, protection groups and, and basically, so you, you have to kind of give a little something back. And look, it's only brown water. You can take this shit too. <laughs> it's just another bottle of whiskey. Right? They take it too seriously. I know, it's just podcast not, right? Like, how weird. Yeah, it, it is. And so, you know, that's the, way, that's the way it started. So it started on a mutual respect as a gentleman's club that it would be nice and we use bourbon to be the catalyst to bring things together. And up to this point in time, we're buying barrels of Armagnac, tequila, a variety of other things, but it's all being done because the people really enjoy it. And again, it's 70 members. So it's not like, and we've done 112 barrels of whiskey so far. Five years, 40K to charity, 112 barrels. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. It's all tight-knit. 
I don't know what to compare it to. Right. It's just, it's a fun group. And there's, there's a lot of great groups out there. The guys up oh, in yeah. the Northeast, the guys down in the South. Just, you know, I can't remember the name of the guys out in San Francisco because there's two or three groups, but they're all great guys yeah, too. Guys. So I don't, I wouldn't rank any of them above one of the others. It's just good folks doing what they yeah. do. And our, our specialty happens to be just, it's really good folks around. I'd say the pleasure of life, like reset, the good yeah. things you enjoy. It happens to be bourbon, barbecue. You know, some guy asked, which suit should we buy this week? <laughs> we were talking about suits. I need to buy a suit coat, right? So which one should, it's, it's, it's a wildest form you could imagine. Cause if you try to nail it down on Google of what we cover, it looks like schizophrenia. <laughs> it is. It, it just, but it, the, the bottom line is like reset. It all comes together because it's folks that are respectful. It reminds you of what, you know, different than what you see today. Everybody's screaming at each other. We have the most diverse politics, the most diverse religion you can think of out there. It doesn't make any damn difference. They're all good folks. We have a good time together. We all come together. And that diversity makes us yeah. and our completely strong. The membership is extreme. The, the interesting thing about the membership is that uh, you a lot of people, people would know if they knew who the members were. Yeah. You know, because they run a lot of online forums and a variety of other things. And uh, But the name of the game is just, you know, enjoy it. And uh, one of the rules we have is you could belong to any. There's a lot of groups that say, well, if you belong to us, you know, you can't join another group. Ours is join whoever the hell you want to join. I mean, it's like golf, you know, join whoever you want. It's it's more, it's it is more diverse. We encourage people to do that, as you guys know. We hold an event here in Bardstown, and the first thing we do is we run into folks like yourselves or the folks <laughs> we met from Cork and Barrel, yeah, uh, or Bourbon Mop. Say, hey, come on over. Yeah. You know, That's drink some fun. bourbon, have some cigars, have some dinner with us because it's a it's a it's a very nice community. We do our best to avoid any industry influence. Hey, we're more tied to any one group because we're not. You, know, you can't be an industry. You cannot. Anybody that's tied to the industry in any way cannot be a member. Yeah. Cool. Where does uh, 1789B come from, the name? So it's the uh, B is for bourbon, and 1789 was theoretically the year that Elijah Craig basically first called it bourbon. Ah, that so, priest that magically had the bar. Yeah, there, there. That's right. Because yeah. it originated from the cigar board, which was 1492C, which theoretically was when Columbus discovered Cuba, and the C is for cigars. Ah, that makes sense. Yeah. makes yep. sense. So I guess... So you said this is this group has been what five years running now? So two thousand uh, it originated on uh, October fifth, two thousand ten was the okay. first post. Okay, about so seven years, six seven, seven years. years we'll has been been started. So I guess um, what what about your group? Because I, I mean, don't get me wrong. Anybody that's a whiskey nerd or a whiskey geek knows of when they see a, they'll see a posting and it has the, has the seventeen eighty ninety B sticker on it. And all of a sudden, like everybody just, you know, they, they you know, their, their hair sticks in the back and they're drooling, whatever it is. But I mean, what do you, what do you think it is about distilleries that maybe they roll out the red carpet for you? Or is it just a, I, I would just say a coincidence? That. So we were fortunate enough to be into this before the big boom. So I think Reed says it best. We you know we walk into a distillery and they roll out 10 barrels and every bloody one's good. <laughs> Any idiot can pick out. <laughs> That's I mean, right. Yeah. Okay, this one tastes like gasoline. This one tastes like vanilla. Oh, my God. This one tastes like, what is this? And today's a good example. You know, how many guys in that group were 1789B? Two of how many were there? Nine? Yeah. We didn't get anything special. We would, we had the fortunate, because of Ed, Ed Blay really did all the work yeah. on this one, to pull this together with his connections. It's, it's all about... It's all about relationships. He was able to pull this together, and we got to taste really good whiskeys. And we picked five barrels today out of around 11 we tasted. Yeah. 
that's remarkable. I mean, yeah. picking 50%, roughly 50% of the barrels rolled out is almost unheard of. But that's, again, Ed Blay rolled out that relationship. We were fortunate enough to get tied to it based on just, we're not a bunch of pricks, we're having a good time. Ed gets to know me. You know, I, but I didn't know Ed from Adam. I met him through a mutual friend, got to know him. Ed got to know me through him, and we just hit it off. And the next thing you know, we end up in this relationship, and he invites us to participate. That wasn't 1789B making this happen. This was somebody that had a big passion, that's a phenomenal individual that gets to work with Eddie and Jimmy Russell, and we get to be part. So the, the other thing I think that's really interesting about the bourbon community down here, and I'm talking about the wild turkey folks and the Jim Rutledges and, you know, the, the Drew the Drews of the world, is they're a very loyal group. They remember the people that were there before it became, mm-hmm. you know, the thing to do. When we went again to Drew and Drew was trying to sell Willets, you know, take a and, case. Yeah. Take yeah. As, take, as Fred Mick always said, like, don't forbid, don't yeah. forget about the guy that took you to the dance. Right? Yeah, exactly. right. right. You know, the, the days of BT when you could go in there and buy virtually everything. And, you know, the, the beauty about the people in this industry is they kind of remember that. So even as everybody came in willing to pay more, willing to do whatever they wanted to do, they say, you know, you guys were here back in 2010 before everybody else was here. And that's it's it's an interesting loyalty. And it's 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 uh, let me tell you, it's tough to find in the world today people that would go back because everybody's chasing the buck. Oh, yeah. These folks. They'll go back and they'll say, look, you guys were here at the beginning. And I got to tell you, in our case, because we're a private group, so we get into situations where there's retailers banging on these guys saying, whoa, 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 we can't get barrels and you're giving this crap to these uh, these guys that aren't even in the business. And I got to tell you, we've they remember. And that's, I think, the beauty because everything goes through a cycle and this cycle will end. Mm-hmm. You know, it will end. And at that point in time, we're still going to be there yeah. dealing with friends that we've developed over the years. And uh, we'll have more choices. <laughs> yeah, okay be, me too. There'll be a lot more choices. Yeah. But, but they, you know, again, so that's the way the business works. It's, it's a it's a handshake business. You know, people come in, the relationships we've developed with both retailers and everybody else, it's all, you know, based on mutual respect. And, you know, the simple fact that we tell, we go in and we say, look, if we buy your bourbon, it's not going to end up on the secondary market as far as we can which help. Control, which you can control. Which, which, we can, which, which, which we control, and you can't control all of it but for the most part because we've dismembered members that uh, took the advantage of trying to sell a bottle. That's We stand behind what we say. You yeah. know, we're going to keep this in the group, and when we found the folks decided that wasn't the uh, the path for them, we, found, we agreed that that wasn't the path for them, and you know, the only exception we made is with Tim Davis recently passing away yeah. unexpectedly. One of our members, yeah. The, the group, well beyond 1789B, has donated a remarkable amount of very select barrels, bottles that don't all have our label on them. They're right. what we have in our bunkers as family, and we're auctioning them off. And we're... We're probably going to approach something around forty something thousand dollars. Forty thousand plus. His donations for his kids. Put his two kids are approaching college. college through cool school. Yeah. So that's, and that's the cool. only exception we've ever made. Yeah. Where you'll see coming out of our leader Greg Gilbert auctions on one of the not mentioned websites out there. It's okay. We don't have to say. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But you'll find it out there. Rhymes with Smashbook. Is that what it is? <laughs> something like that. <laughs> Smashface. So, so, so again, it's it's not about profiting. There's no interest in there. It's in helping the groups or helping the community and reaching beyond, which is not how we started. It was just a group of guys that decided we want to do something that's actually more family oriented. And next thing you know, we're a group of 70 folks that care about 
Yeah. The animal no kill shelters, you know, members that have issues. It's it's amazing. We encourage we encourage the wives and significant others. You'll you'll see. Anytime we get together, the wives know each other as much, much as the members do. <laughs> In fact, they can click on right to the and they drive us around. Yeah. Yeah. They, 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 they drive us around, and there comes a certain point when they say, oh, "Don't worry about it. He's just going to keep buying it. So <laughs> don't worry about it. Doesn't matter. Let it slide. Yeah, so it's, it's, it's a support it? group. It's a support group. <laughs> exactly. If you're anything like me, then you can't get enough about bourbon. And that's why I'm a subscriber to Bourbon Plus magazine. Bourbon Plus is a quarterly publication that tells the stories from the heart of bourbon. The farmers who grow the grain, the distillers who labor over the process, and the people like you and me who raise their glasses to celebrate it all. Subscribe to Bourbon Plus magazine today at bourbonplus.com, that's P-L-U-S dot com, and use code PURSUIT at checkout for $5 off your subscription. Shopify's already taken the cash register online, helping millions sell billions around the world. But did you know that Shopify can do the same thing at your retail store? Give your point-of-sale system a serious upgrade with Shopify. Shopify's point-of-sale is your command center for your retail store. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify has everything you need to sell in person. And with Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into one source of truth. Track every sale across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. Connect with customers in line and online. Shopify helps you drive store traffic with plug-and-play tools built for marketing campaigns, from TikTok to Instagram and beyond. And get hardware that fits your business. Take payments by smartphone, transform your tablet into a point-of-sale system, or use Shopify's point-of-sale Go Mobile device for a battle-tested solution. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash bourbon, all lowercase, and go to shopify.com slash bourbon to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash bourbon. So how do you become one of the 70? So... It starts off with just, you know, the same kind of mentality of who are good folks. And it doesn't have to be around bourbon. We have guys in our group we brought in that are very new to bourbon. It's just, you know, it's the folks you meet in your life that you bring in. You know, there's a guy today we brought in that's, you know, he's not a member. He's just a really good guy. He has the potential of being one of the members just because he is who he is. The guy's a former special ops guy. He is huge with just interacting with people and helping folks. It's, I didn't pick him. He just happens to be a good friend I got to know. So eventually you introduce him into the group and they become part of the, for the, part of the fabric. We cap it at 70 because when you start getting above that, we kind of figure that it starts getting squirrely. You start getting factions and Absolutely. that's not what we want. And even at 70, it's, you know, I, my hat's off to Reed and my hat's off to uh, Greg for managing 70 herds cats <laughs> with 75 opinions. It, it's nuts, but it's to be part of the guys. It's just you don't you just be who you are, and it, it and it doesn't discount. There's phenomenal folks we know that are not actual members of 1789B because like us. That's, no, I'm kidding. No, no, exactly. <laughs> no, so you guys are active, but it's some guys we know that are very good, but they don't actively participate. And one right. of our requirements is you have to be an active member contributing to the board. And that's the hardest thing about any of these groups yeah. is sustaining an interest for years. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I guess I'll, I'll throw another question your way because, you know, this all started from a, a bourbon board and, you know, PHPBB boards that were way back in the day, yep. just regular forms, right? Now, 
the advent of Facebook and the Facebook groups that have been prolific in the past, what, two, three years, yep. like how has that changed the dynamic of the group, whether you move to something like that or whether you're involved in those conversations, you just, you just kind of try to mute it as best as you can. Yeah. We, we basically, we operate on under, uh, you know, a typical format and it's good because it's secure to a large, uh, to a large degree. And, uh, basically it's a, it's a, it's an encompassed community. You know, you get 70 guys that since 2010, if I, if I reach for the stats, there's probably 280,000 posts on our board, 70 guys, 280,000 wow. posts. You're like, what can we possibly talk but, about this? Manager? Well, but the other thing is that we've been very lucky to have, like we invited Dave Perkins on. We did a blind tasting with Dave Perkins where he provided some of his whiskey. And we tossed a bunch of other whiskeys in there. And you got to love Dave because Dave was saying, who would drink this crap? And we'd say, oh, Dave, that's one of yours. That's one of the ones you gave us. And, and he'd say, oh, you got to be kidding me, you know? And and we've had Jim Rutledge. And we've had a wide variety of people that would come on and do this interactive Beyond thing. bourbon. I mean, just. Be, yeah, be beyond bourbon. We've had barbecue guys and, and all kinds of. Beer, you name it. Beer, cigars, the whole. Passionate folks. The whole nine yards, but you know it's 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 this it's a safe place to go. You go the internet today. You go to these forums, and whether it be Facebook, and it's like, I mean, are you ready for some abuse? And people are doing this, and you know, it drives you crazy. And ours is, it's like a peaceful place. You kind of go, you talk about bourbon, you talk about, you know, one of our members we just discovered came down with cancer. You know, and it's like it's like that community. So who's he tell first? He goes and he tells tells us. tells us guys, and we say, Jesus Christ, you know, that's that's a shoot. You know, it's 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 tough, but it's it's uh, it's it, if you picture it, the way we envisioned it was if you go back into the '30s and the '20s, where the gentlemen go to the gentlemen's club and light their cigars and have their drink and just be civil. That's exactly what we set it up as. And interestingly enough. It's actually worked out pretty well. It's like a, it's like the virtual gentleman's club. You, you take those two hot topics of religion and politics, and like, oh my God, you can find common ground. We thought with this last election, I said, this is going to be the telling tale of whether, of whether we survive and not one post. Nope. And let me tell you, we've got guys that are so far at the opposite end of this spectrum. It is you gotta go to the un- to unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, but and it gets you nowhere. But the interesting thing is people come and everybody's civil. And then you know, look, if you want to get into that, grab plenty of places. The other three thousand boards you can go to <laughs> yeah. and kick that around. And a lot of the boards we find, a lot of the bourbon boards, even today, uh, you know, are structured in a way that are uh, I, don't, I don't know. They're, they're different. They're different. There's a lot of um, yeah. I think they're structured more around like. This bottle's releasing here. Here's the info. Here's the into or yeah. I'm selling this. That is not more of like let's chat. I can't know, remember the last time we had a post on what's the latest release. Yeah. I don't you know if we ever have actually. It's- you don't do it. You don't do it. But what you'll find is you know as we've asked you gentlemen if you have time stop by. We we spend some time here three or four days, and uh, you know. Come on by. This is probably the best bourbon you'll ever find. I'm get in your face there. Yeah. I'll be in bars tomorrow. Yeah. Cigars <laughs> and food and all that. But again, it's a bourbon is very social. And if you if you treat it as that and you find it as a way to bring people together and enjoy, you know, life rather than Hey, I got the hottest thing in life. I'm not going to open it. I just wanted to let you know I got just, it. Just right. Show. Right. Does anybody open any of this new stuff show, anymore? You know. I mean, does anybody open bourbon? There's 
liquid stock. <laughs> and they, people think stuff get traded, and there's a lot of this, you know, guess what I have? You know, it's like, okay. Nice. I mean, so I guess what's your thoughts about that, right? Because it, I can tell yeah, this, by the demeaning kind of tone in your voice, you're kind of like, let's yeah, it's bullshit at the end of the day, right? Like you should you should be able to enjoy this because it's something that isn't um, it's nothing that's going to gain you a lot of value at the end of the day. Well, maybe it will at some point, but those are people that want to sell it. But I mean, in right. regards of just enjoying it, and enjoying the, the the fruits of life, I think that's the the main thing that you guys yeah. are really going after, I, right? I wouldn't say it. you know, folks go out there and buy and trade and sell stocks, bourbon, cars. Hey, that's absolutely fine. And there's guys in our group that do that outside of our group. Yeah. Okay, I don't dislike them for it. We have rules on what we do with our juice because of you know, the agreements we've made to have access. So I, I don't look it down upon it. It's just that's not it's not for you all. Yeah, but it's it's still tough because you know, for instance, we take a look at uh, we did five reading emeralds, and uh, you know, on average, they probably we paid. Sixty-five dollars a bottle on average. I think it was eighty-five when it first came. Eighty-five ninety-nine. The weeder. I had a ship. Talk about the weeder so real quick. For anybody that doesn't know about it, like so, talk about the early barrel picks, what they were, all these other kind of things. We did. We did five Reed and Emerald barrel picks. Yes, there and, were, and the first one was a six-year-old that just, you know, reached out of the rickhouse, slapped both of us, and we had about ten barrels we had down select from, yeah. and we we put a bunch of them on hold. Well, where where are, I know, I know, we got to pay Justice a while. Thank you for hosting us, but like, where are they at? Like, give us some more. That was Willet. Okay, it was a juice. You know, they they don't. You can't reveal their sources, but they had some selections in there. Not we that have a good was, idea. Not that it was BF. <laughs> not, that it was BF. <laughs> not that it was There's BF. Three places it could possibly be. Yeah, from, you guys right? should so figure that out. If you taste it, you're like, okay, you know exactly yeah, what it that's is. Not, uh, yeah, not, <laughs> not Maker's Mark. So, <laughs> but it was. Uh, we got to taste these great barrels. We put ten on hold. Uh, some of those we down selected to we get to top three we ended up with the first one that was a six year old this is like nothing else I've ever had it's like drinking molasses caramel yeah. syrup you name it it's just this big bourbon that opens up and keeps changing and we had a seven year old that was reading number five that had that same group so I think it's a seven I think it's seven nine seven and seven six seven if I right. remember correctly I, yep. I don't memorize them but and then we had other ones that ended up with 1792 or 1789 bottles and other folks with similar ones out of our groups, it just happened to be ones we stumbled across. Yeah. And then we were fortunate enough to be able to pick from a couple hundred 16-year-old, uh, you know, they're probably Bernheim. They're the instant to Willow Barrels, weed and whiskeys. <laughs> you, you can take right. what you want from that. And you need to select from 200 barrels to get to down select over many weeks to choose. You can probably pick out a couple of decent bottles from 200. If you can't, Maybe you should be doing something else. Yeah. yeah. So it just, we, we are excellent bourbon pickers, but we're more than that, we're really lucky. Yeah, it's lucky. <laughs> way lucky. <laughs> not to do. I mean, I guess talk about the the mind, mind the, I guess the mindset and mentality that goes behind taking something that's two hundred <laughs> barrels and narrowing it down to five. I mean, today, you know, most people that go on barrel picks today, I mean, at the most, at the very, very most, you have like ten to fifteen barrels. At the, the right. majority are like six barrels, and you say yeah. choose it's, one. It's changing the culture for demand. So when you're out there and they can't give it away, you know, hey, come taste these. Yeah. You can go, okay, that's cool. What do you have to offer? And you're you're a group of three or seven, and you're out there with the master still or the guy that owns the place, and you're wandering through the rickhouse because he's got nothing else to do the rest of the day. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> right, yeah, so, so when the poor bastard's got a group of 12 
coming in every 45 minutes, 10 hours a day. Today, yeah. So, and, you know, like today, how many hours did we spend tasting 10 barrels? An hour and a half. By the time we got to four, we started coming into a glide mode. Yeah. Start getting you like start looking at it and, and they do the math. It's simple. You do the math. Okay, in about four barrels, this group is already pretty much meeked out, peaked out. Figure out what you want to go off and do. They'll pick one of those four, move them to the next group. Yeah. It is a business. Yeah, we've walked away a lot of times. Though. We've, yeah, done, say, we've done a lot. That. We've done a lot of barrel tastings. We're you know we and we we're very respectful, but say there's nothing here we like. You know, we've done that with virtually every. <laughs> no, yeah. you know, actually, what's fun is yeah. that actually actually does its own justice. The guys say, "No, we appreciate that because we're looking for this profile, yeah. Hey, we'll be back out when you can." Here's what we're looking for, and yeah. they learn. Okay, this group lo- is looking for something different than what we yeah. brought out because the guys are bringing out know what they're bringing out. Oh, I, I don't know these guys, so let's get something really close to main profile. Uh, they're looking for something else. So over time, and that's what's nice. Yeah. They start understanding like our profile, and that relationship builds up. You know, in the future, they roll out six barrels. They know probably five of those are really close to what yeah. we're looking for, and we're going to end up with two or three of those. Yeah, but a lot of times we, we you know, you, again, you do pass. And we have a unique selection system that we use to, to pick barrels. But, uh, you know, for the most part, you know, we're not infallible. There's a lot of groups out there pick some great God, barrels. I mean, I'm going to tell you, we, we'll drink stuff and say, God, why don't we find this one? <laughs> you know, <laughs> in, 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 all on, in, in all honesty. But it's it's more a game of, it's really more a game of luck. You know, we're those barrels today. You know, how many barrels are in that Rick house they could have rolled out? I know. So can I guarantee it, you know, that, that uh, Eddie probably pre-selected some. Mm-hmm. And maybe he yeah, pre- they had the list in his right, book, right? But he pre so. but Eddie can't taste everything that's available and mature at that point in time, so it becomes a, a game of the odds. And you know, you were there as we tasted through them, and it's it's very distinctive, you know, it could because you know immediately, you know, you know, it, you taste it, and you say, well, You typically know at that moment, is how's this going to roll out? It big, huge, range. I mean, everything from lost soft current profile out to somewhere in left field, yeah, yeah. and that was fun, yeah, that, that's what makes it fun. But if you look, I mean, you're going to find a constant theme. You know, if I look at our group, it's going to be sweet. And it's going to be not show its alcohol, even though they're cast right. It's going to, you know, it could be 120 proof, but it's not going to drink like 120 proof. It's going to be soft on the palate, and it's going to have a great finish. When that finish comes, it's going to remain sweet, and it's going to run down the sides of the mouth rather than just sit on the back of the tongue. And you guys were there. You, you, oh, yeah. you did it. I mean, you know, you were you detected it, and you think you got to be this this amazing bourbon. I mean, just buy what you like. I mean, it's that <laughs> goddamn simple. It's like people go through. I, I can't. You can't shove enough stuff in a bottle the way these dis- guys describe this stuff. You look at all these. You know, how do you get all that stuff oh, in the bottle? It smells like freshly cut grass. And, uh, <laughs> right, and the right. And you smell of third week, third week of Maine. Yeah. Yeah. We, we've had some interactions with some of the most, uh, should we say, the most uh, accomplished uh, bourbon reviewers and uh, public bourbon reviewers. And we, if I've done it once, I've done it 15 times. And look, why don't you do a blind tasting with us? We'll do everything blind. The only individual ever took us up on that from the industry was Dave Perkins. Only one. And I mean, his reviews were phenomenal. It was so much fun because we look at through our group and we have we have some opinionated folks. You know, you'd expect that. And it was fun. It was a great discussion. And I think, you know, I think he took that information back. And, you know, yeah. thought about his product line and how to handle it. And he was, God, it was fun reading his notes on his yeah. thoughts about all of the rise we taste across the industry. But it's what you like. 
you know, because I'm going to tell you, we line up, we'll do a private, we just did a rye tasting, 20 ryes, 26 tasters. Yeah. And I would sit there, I was doing all the, the the recaps, and I would sit there and say, are these guys drinking the same stuff? <laughs> and I mean, these are people that have, have are whiskey aficionados yeah. for years. Yeah. But it's all what you like, you two guys. You know, my guess is, you know, you, you, you'll at times part ways on, you know, what do you like, what do you don't like, how do you do it? And you know, people get so hung up, <laughs> they, they get driven by... You know, they find following these reviewers. You know, this is what I should like. You know, forget about like, like you said, drink the, what you like. You know, yeah, really drink the rule number one. You'll you'll get a or you'll read a review and then you'll drink, but like you're already in your head, you have like a confirmation bias, so it, like you're already thinking about this looking must for be good. The label yeah. changed my thoughts. I mean, let me tell you, we we had this thing here, and we said, okay, we're going to taste these bourbons, and there was a Pappy and a Russell's Reserve and a. You know, something you never heard of. I guarantee it. The one you never heard of could have been the best. But you are, and this is my problem with, with professional reviews, the label bias. I mean, because I am. As soon as I, when I see that Pappy label, I'm expecting something. And simply the fact I paid a lot of money for it, it's got to be good. Even though it tastes like crap, I said, it's got to taste good. I just don't understand. Because I'm like no it. idiot to spend that kind of money for. And you're like, I shouldn't open it. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. I'll post that question to you all because, uh, you know, you guys have been doing this for, for decades now. <laughs> and it, there is, a, there is a, a thing when newcomers come to the market and they think, oh, man, we, you know, I, I've watched Billions and I've seen Victor's 20. I've, I've watched uh, all these shows and they talk. Or, you know, older's uh, better. Spent more. It's got to well, be better. It's either that or I mean, just the mainstream the older, the higher curve, builds yeah. up a bias around some labels like. I, it, it, do you guys get caught up in a chase at all, or is it is it for you guys? I mean, as, as Ryan has, has mentioned a lot of times on the show, that I mean, barrel picks are are about as uh, the best as it can get at yeah. this point because not only that, it, you know, you rep- for you all, you represent a group, right? To be able to say like, okay, we're going to buy today five barrels. Uh, there's me. How many bottles? And you know, go ahead. How many how many bottles do you want to buy from whatever it is, right? Yeah. So. Yeah, I, you know, I think, you know, you take a look, somebody comes to me and says, what's the recommendation? The first thing is it has to be available. Yeah, that's the biggest problem. People say, well, what should I buy? I can tell you, you go to the liquor store. If I go to the liquor store in Virginia today, my take is, you know, pick up, if somebody asks for a recommendation, I t- tell you what, Evan Williams White Label, 13 bucks a bottle, yeah. bottle and bond. I'm going to tell four you. Four Roses Yellow Label, I mean, that's four 13 years? bucks a bottle and yeah. you'll love it. You're telling me the guys from 1789B <laughs> sit there and drink Four Roses Yellow Label yeah, on a daily basis. I guarantee basis. you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, gar- I, I guarantee you. We have, I have a Manhattan barrel that I do. And uh, I mean, it's, it's, it's what you like. I mean, it's truly what you like. You know, it's like um, today, Wild Turkey, Russell's Reserve. You know, I'll buy it out of, out of the liquor store, sight unseen, because you know it's going to be good whiskey. All the friends I know getting into it, I usually start them off with Weller SR or Yellow Label and go, what do you think about these to yeah. kind of figure out where they want to go? Yeah. You don't need to go spend 120 bucks to have a good bottle of bourbon. And then when you start looking at price point but quality, it's hard to beat that yellow label. I mean, it's 13, 14, 18 bucks. It's, and you get a free glass with it. You know, you have a good time. It's it's a good drink of whiskey. And I've been in San Francisco looking at all their shell stuff going, let's spend 75 bucks a glass. Yeah. We have four roses yellow on tap. Tap? Okay, give me some of it. Yeah. And you just sit back and enjoy it. And you know you're going to enjoy that yeah. whiskey instead of gambling on some unknown high dollar juice. We, we do a lot of blind. We just recently did a blind tasting at 20. Off the shelf for eyes. Off the shelf, meaning we went out, we bought them off the shelf because people are label biased. And the perfect example is, you know, for our group, you know, Woodford Reserve is probably not what you would call a, 
big go-to brand. <laughs> so we we tossed in a Woodford rye, right? We figured, you know. See how this goes. See how that goes. We topped, we, we threw in a Knob Creek rye. And I'm going to tell you, the, the folks, when they can't see the label and they can taste it, I'm going to tell you, they turned out being yeah. really good rye. Now, the top rye was Russell's Reserve rye. Yeah, not, not to push the wild turkey. Right. Not to push the wild turkey. You know, but one of my favorites is the still standard wild turkey, 101 so, so what did I do? So I go out. If you come to my place and you look on the bar, there's a bottle of Knob Creek rye there. There's a bottle of Woodford Reserve rye there. Because, you know, they're just good, solid whiskey. And, yeah. You, you you just don't go out back every day and blow your brains out. Yeah, a lot with, with cast strength, it's not that way. A lot of times, if you see stuff on the shelf that's there every day, you overlook it. You do. Like, that's not that's right. That's right. It's the big boys. Like I'm not going to buy that. But then, like when you actually dream, you're like, it's uh, a reason why they're the big boys because <laughs> it's good stuff. It is. Yeah, Booker's. <laughs> I mean, yeah, Baker's. I mean, Baker's is. I like. I always drink Baker's a lot. I'm saying, yeah, people bypass Baker's. You know, it's a good, solid bourbon, you know, for, what, 40 45 bucks a bottle. We're all chasing the stuff. You know, I'm going out going to pay $3,000 for a bottle of something that in a lot of cases, in all honesty, is not as good as the $45 Baker's. Yeah. yeah. Not, OGD not 120 Oh, yeah, Right, OG-114, the bargain of the world. Yeah. The bargain <laughs> of the world out there. You know, well, you yeah. got to keep the Henry McKenna's in the world. Yeah, Henry, Henry McKenna's, it's another one. Exactly. Another, but, the, you know, the problem with Henry McKenna's, the fact is that, Here's the deal. So you go to liquor. It's all single barrel. So the it's first thing you do, you, you, you go to li- right. You go to the liquor store. You got to buy. Okay, let me find three different barrels. Bring them home. Open them all. Taste them. Okay, because you know if you find one you really like, if you don't buy it immediately at the liquor store, it's gone. Mm-hmm. You know, and they're all single barrels. And that's the interesting thing about it, it's the reviewers. It's the, my pet peeve with reviewers: they review McKenna, they review Evan Williams single barrel. Which barrel? People run. Mm-hmm. Yo, which barrel? Evan They're Williams. all different. Oh, as I we love the 88. Okay, there's like 17 different single barrels. Which one did you like? <laughs> which one? The one you can't have. Which one did you like? So it's, no, it's, uh, you know, look, the re- I think the real bourbon aficionados in this world aren't hung up on the stuff. They're paying $3,000 for the pappies of the world. You know what? In fact, you feel better when you go out and you find that $26 yeah. bottle of OWA or the 114 or the McKenna. I got to tell you, these are, these are good whiskeys. And if you put them in a blind tasting... I'm going to tell you, you're going to get some surprising results. People won't admit it. You put them in there against the big boys. <laughs> yeah. You won't get the answer you think. You won't get the answer you think. So I'll, I'll throw one last question. <laughs> I want to wrap this up a little bit. So I get to Mammoth K. Yeah. Because <laughs> you guys are, I mean, as you said, you, you've had some stellar picks. You're part of a group that's uh, pretty well-renowned and known in the yeah. bourbon world. Is there, a, is there a certain bourbon pick? that you haven't done yet that would be on your bucket list? Good question. Mm. Stump. Stump, Stump the chomp. We finally, we it didn't finally take very long. But he's always late to the party. He never knows. <laughs> the, the, one, the, the one that I would do, and it's interesting because it's available. It's not available in the United States. Is When I take a look at a whiskey that I have to go out of my way to find and go th- jump through hoops, is the Blanton's straight, straight from the barrel. straight from the barrel, and I'm going to tell you, there's there's such a distinct difference between the the American variety that's available off the shelf that's watered down, and the straight from the barrel yeah. is is a fact. If I had to try, and we've tried every which way from Sunday, saying, look, if I could buy a barrel straight from the barrel, that would be phenomenal. Need a zip code in Japan? Yeah, it's. <laughs> I, I'm going to tell you, it is a. It's, you know, it's it's a great bottle of whiskey. You know, and you just scratch your head and you say, okay, so why can't we buy it here? 
But that would, for me, that would be the one. Yeah. You know, that's a good one. That's yeah. definitely a good one. So I'm not a big rye guy, but I, I would probably love to go run through wild turkey's rye. I'm a, you, I love wild turkey. You got the answer today. And I would, yeah, I get the same <laughs> yeah, answer. I get it every time I ask. You can't be doing no running something. through there. I'd love to, I'd like to go pick out a wild turkey rye 101. Yeah. I mean, something that just yep. harkens back to what they did when they had the Christmas label that's just got yeah. that wide profile that's not like the other rise. I mean, folks love the Van Winkle rise, and they're very good in the top-end yeah. handies and the Sazeracs, and that's great. When we do blinds, that Wild Turkey 101 comes up all the, the top time. two or three yeah. every time because it's got that just phenomenal balance. Yeah. And I, as the more I've had whiskeys and bourbons, I've got away from those heavy, heavy barrel proofs. It's in that 86 to 101 range that I find I enjoy sitting yeah. around drinking. That's interesting because most people are like, well, you, you get into bourbon a little oh, bit, you start pickled. low, and then you're like, okay, we're in your high up. So the best whiskey I've ever had in my life is some of the stuff in the 70s that's 86 proof. I mean, right. just, it was pretty close to barrel proof, but it was low in the rickhouse. It comes out, it's just full and fat and balanced. And it's, it was 86 proof or eight, near 86.8 when they rolled the barrel it's very rare we drink, uh, personally drink barrel picks at cast drink. In a lot of cases, I'll, uh, uh, you know, you'll find a sweet spot. So I'll, we'll pick up a barrel, like we'll pick up a barrel of uh, Willets, for yeah. instance. It's 122, 123 proof. And we'll, I'll continue to add water to it. And you find a really sweet spot. And, you know, you saw that today. You know, some of them fall apart with water, some come together. And for the most part, and then what I'll do is I will blend the bottle and just put it up on the shelf because it changes. You know, when you just add water to a glass versus adding water months. to a bottle and putting it on the shelf for 30 days, completely different. But I probably, most of the whiskey I drink is probably 107 or less proof all the time. I'm not, I'm not looking for that alcohol burn. I'm looking yeah. at that flavor profile. Big I don't care what profile. the proof is. You know. Yeah. Interesting. So that's awesome, guys. I, I yeah. want to say thank you so much for joining us today. Our pleasure. Uh, just to be able to dive into your minds, understand you know where yeah. you're coming from, learn more about 1799B in itself because I, I mean, you see it all the time on any time you know it, it comes up in a discussion that like this is these are the guys that know what they're doing, right? It, it's consistently this, this is a group that's lucky enough to stumble in the good. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> We're really smart, excellent bourbon yeah, pickers that right. nobody else can compete with, they, other than being really lucky. Palettes ever? <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> not. I guarantee you, it's all a game of how much do you have to pick from, and uh, and picking what you like. Don't exactly. pick what the reviewer tells you you ought to pick. You know, don't pick what the distiller tells you what to pick. Pick what you pick what you like. Well, that's awesome. So again, thank you all for joining us today. You know, Reed and Emerald, you bet. definitely a pleasure. Uh, is is if anybody wants to get in contact with you, is there like a, a blanket email address? Just, just look for Bourbon Dork and get a hold of him. Okay, there we go. So that's <laughs> so that's how that's how you you get ahead of seventeen ninety B. You just got to be able to yeah find yeah Bourbon, you can reach Google us. You can Dork. search for us online and yeah, you, can, I mean, you can find us. You got to do you got to do some Google sleuthing. Yeah, nah, it doesn't take very long anymore. <laughs> You can't hide the internet. Yeah. Ever since that arrest you, with you, yeah. as far as you know. Yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's why you can't be 200 feet away from school. Anymore. That's right. That's so. right. <laughs> it's nothing to do with the firearms or anything. <laughs> well, hopefully you guys got at least 10 minutes of good editing out of this. All right. So, exactly. Good. So, again, thank you all for joining the show today. It's been, uh, it's been a pleasure. You know, Ryan, if you want to close this out, go for it. Yeah, thanks again. That was Fantastic, you know, hanging out with you guys in the Rick House here. I mean, hopefully enjoy Mammoth Cave and 
We'll be hanging out in Bardstown tomorrow. You bet. You both got the open invitation. Enjoying the Any finer places. Thing, enjoying the finer things in life, as you say. So yep. uh, appreciate it again. And uh We'll see you soon. You bet. Good. Thanks so much. If you have uh, any more show suggestions, anything like that, please send us an email to duo at bourbonpursuit.com. Uh, you can make sure you watch everything on facebook.com slash bourbonpursuit. Uh, of course, you can always write us a good review on iTunes. Yeah. With that. So. Yeah. We'll, we'll see, see you, you next time. Next week. Thank you. Thank you.